It's Game Club time again at Octal FM, and this time we've played To the Moon, a story-driven adventure game about two doctors who fulfil a dying man's last wish using artificial memories. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Gelada. And I'm Sefran. And today we're back with another Game Club episode. Did you uh, know this is our ninth Game Club? Oof, that's pretty good, isn't it? I was, I was just looking through some uh, our website the other day for how many Game Clubs we're at to, to add to my notes. And I was like, nine? Now, oh, wow, we've had that's a good lot. Going. Our first one was like basically half a show's length ago. It was like episode 40-something. Hmm, nice. If you're not familiar with them, basically we go, we pick a game. Uh, sometimes suggested to us sometimes we just pick one and we both go away and play it uh, in isolation and then come back and share our thoughts for the first time on the show um, mm. so we've not sort of had much of a a preamble and discussion uh, and this time it's the turn of to the moon mm. uh, which is a indie game from is it 2011 yeah so it was released in november 2011 originally yeah. and it's a uh, it's an RPG, I guess, a sort of interactive story. Um, it's made with RPG Maker. Originally, anyway, it was made with RPG Maker, uh, which is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Like RPG Maker and Game Maker and all of those kinds of things are like sort of like stepping stones to yeah. more serious Things game like engines. Unity and Unreal and everything. But so it's it's very interesting to actually have something like to the moon which was very well received and and quite popular when it was actually made with something that is kind of a toy yeah. uh you know it's, i mean it's, they sell rpg maker and game maker on steam yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah so it's uh yeah i played it on i played it on switch where actually uh, the switch and mobile versions were made using Unity mm, rather than much, RPG. Much later as well. I think yeah. I think the Unity version was originally made in 2016 or 2017, mm. I think. And I think the Switch version only came out like earlier this year. And there's a few other games in the series as well. There's a couple of like mini game, like sort of mini-sode games, yeah. if you like. And there's, is there one or two sequels? Yeah. So this one's the first of the kind of small series of games with a similar, with the two main recurring characters. There's kind of a short mini sequel uh, called A Bird Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also a full sequel called Finding Paradise. Right. They don't necessarily tie into the, the main storyline being told in the game of To the Moon, but they do feature the same two sort of like quote unquote main characters that are right. kind of controllable that you that you have access to all the, yeah. throughout the game. And we'll try and avoid... We'll try and avoid spoilers in this episode because the mm. game is very, very story focused. And so if you haven't played it, you know, it, we don't want to make it so that you can't play it <laughs> or don't want to play it because it's been spoiled for you. But the the sort of premise, which you can see from trailers and stuff like that, is that you play as two uh, scientists, I guess, who are yeah. from a company that you can pay so that when you are dying, they will come and fulfill your last wish via 
uh, affecting your memories, essentially、mm. like kind of like replacing your memories or, or or having your memories play out differently, so that the last thing that you think before you die is that you you did that thing. Essentially, It, it's very Inception like. Yes, you know, yeah, it's like technology、so. they use. Like they kind of delve within the memory of the person who's hired them, yeah,、uh, and sort of start. Messing around with their memories to make them think something else happened. It is very Inception, actually. Now you say that because the way that it works is not just that they can't just like program it in, change it. They have to influence the memories,、yeah. and that you know, in a very Inception-like way, like the person has to sort of come up with the idea themselves. Yeah, which is yeah, literally the premise. Which of plays the whole into movie sort、Inception. of like the the gameplay. <laughs> Loop, I guess you could say, of、yeah. you start out in the most recent memory of the person, and then you slowly progress backwards through、yeah. their memories, which is good in the sense of like it gives you the idea of they have to plant the memory at a young age so that it influences、mm. them throughout their life. But it also affects it from a storytelling point of view that you can unfold the story backwards so that you're、yeah. like, oh, so that's why that thing happened then and、yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And as the two characters, Eva and Neil, you. Sometimes interact with the memories, but most、yeah. of the time you're not really interacting, you're passive,、yeah. and you're and you're sort of a side. You're just watching,、um, which is why I say it's sort of it's quite a like interactive story, or a, you know, a slightly interactive cutscene is basically、mm -hmm. what most of the game is. There's like a very sort of almost put in for the sake of it mini game that's sort of like. You have to do to transition from one thing from one memory、yeah. to the next, but otherwise you're basically watching cutscenes and exploring an area. It, the gameplay reminds me quite strongly of some of the older 16-bit RPG games like Final Fantasy、mm. or Chrono Trigger and things like that, but also then crossed over with like a visual novel game. Yeah, exactly, and and that sort of it's it's a good point because RPG Maker is designed to make games that look like 16-bit. RPGs, yeah. right? Super Nintendo RPGs, yeah. yeah. And so the fact that the bulk of the game, in terms of its substance, is around its story, right? And so it doesn't really matter that it was made with a sort of half toy、uh, that has been coerced into telling this story, because yeah, actually you、sure. can you can tell a story in that kind of medium. You don't need something that's kind of amazing and and fantastic kind of visuals or or anything like that. Well, since we're talking about it now, this is actually further down my notes. But one of the things that I guess we can talk about is the gameplay, quote unquote, because、mm. although the game itself is really good and I, I enjoyed it, like、I'm, I'll、mm. put that out there straight away. And I, from what I could gather, you did too, and I think、yeah. you enjoyed enjoyed the overall experience of everything. But since we're talking about the gameplay, we'll start there, and that there isn't much of it. No, <laughs> but what there is is clunky and unnecessary,、yeah. in my opinion. And I would rather one of two things: either. Remove it entirely and just make it a visual novel experience. Effectively, still keep the same sort of top-down sort of RPG style movement and everything like that, but remove all the gameplay elements. So remove the、uh, the, the tile flipping mini game.、Uh, remove the ability, you know, the need to go and find little random things in the world to progress. You know,、uh, all that kind of stuff. Remove that really weird one sequence where you're like in a hallway trying to like run around. If you remember that, yes,、bit. yeah, like. All of that, honestly, just detracts from the actual experience of the game, in my opinion. So、mm. just get rid of it entirely, or make it significantly better. <laughs>、yeah. Do one of those two things. But as it stands, it's the worst of both. Yeah, and it was probably the weakest element of the whole game for me. It was, oh really? This is so awkward. And and I don't know what it was like for you on the Switch, but you you mentioned it briefly before we started recording. But on PC, the, there's no indication actually that you can use the keyboard to move until about. 
80% of the way through the game. So for most of the game, I was using the mouse to click where I wanted to go yeah. and kind of click a very adventure style, Sierra game adventure style, yeah. click on everything until I could find the right thing. And it was only at that section with the, the hallway section where you're kind of like running through a hallway that the game goes, you can use the keys to move. I'm like, oh, are you joking me? And I wish I could have done that so much sooner. <laughs> but even with that, it's still very clunky to move around like mm. it's not clear what is interactable and what isn't what you can walk over and what you can't the pathfinding with the clicking i don't know how it was with the the switch version it was just so awful like it would just sort of randomly stop moving because it couldn't figure out how to wet ways to get there and i guess that this is all just the limitations of rpg maker and the people making it not having a necessarily enough of tool set to be able to make that gameplay work but that's sort of my point in which case don't bother just get mm. rid of it then and tell the story which is the whole point yeah i mean the situation is actually even worse on switch um mm. so on switch so you do know that you can move with the Joy-Con and D-pad. It's pretty obvious. And the reason why it's pretty obvious is because using is tapping on the screen to move doesn't work. Like right. it's actually, you tap, there's a little blue kind of glow to indicate as if you are going to go and move over to that place. And your character makes two steps and stops. I, it's, it, it feels like a bug. Like it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, there's also, looking at the PC version, versus the switch version in the pc version you uh, you've got uh, some more visual cues that things are interactable yes uh, so like you you know you move the mouse over something and you get a magnifying glass or yeah, and there's get, arrows pointing where you can go there's to like, where in and out of screens and stuff yeah. both of those things are missing from the switch version right. so there's no magnifying glass and there's no um arrows to indicate that there's a door somewhere the first the first point is particularly tricky because also if you walk up to something and press a to interact with it it's not actually immediately clear what you interacted with. And sometimes right. there are things close together that you need to interact with and it will seemingly pick at random which one to interact with. You and it's not necessarily to, yeah. the closest the right one. one. Mm. So there was a lot of that. And actually, you know, not to sort of, not to just meander around too much, but the game is not very long, right? It's about four hours long. Yeah. Um, for the first hour of playing it, I mainly was focused on the frustrations that i had around the slow interface the bad mm. controls the difficulty in interacting with anything mm. <laughs> like all of the all of the like um sort of gameplay and and interface stuff was yeah. very frustrating but after an hour that all kind of went away and i just kind of actually used to it none of it is that big of a deal no. that it's like a killer thing because the game is so simple anyway that yeah. you can just get over those minor points and be like and by the time that i was one hour in i had kind of forgotten about all of it yeah <laughs> because, the story gripped you and at yeah, that point you were exactly. just experiencing the story rather than trying to play a game i ended up binging through most of the game one evening um mm. where i was sort of sat on the sofa playing it and then went to bed and carried on playing it until i finished it yeah. <laughs> and at like half one in the morning or something um yeah. because it it definitely and actually in some ways it's interesting because i feel like some of the gameplay stuff also falls away as the game goes on by itself in the mm. sense that like it's almost like the game comes to the realization that some of that gameplay stuff can take a back seat yes there's the hallway bit but you know there's some other bits like at the start of the game it's like check the notes for information yes, about, and all yeah. of that kind of stuff and it's like you don't actually need to do any again quite like <laughs> sierra adventure game where you have to like yeah. put the thing with the thing and like 
uh, there's there's even a particular scene in the game where it's like, oh, we don't need to do this anymore to like use mementos to oh, jump yeah. back or anything like. That. They they can kind of just go whatever time period they want at that point. And also, there's a um, there's a bit with the, there's with the mementos, like so. Yeah, you mentioned earlier, you like interact with random things, and that's how you kind of piece them together so you can change between memories. And what's funny is like towards the latter half of the game it will just randomly give you those as you move around. Yes. Right. You just you walk just... <laughs> around walk, and all of a sudden you'll get like two orbs, which yeah. you need five of to be able to carry on. And you're like, what did I see? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what it feels like is that they had this great story they wanted to tell, and it is a good story. Uh, and they wanted to make a game out of it. And they had all these different ideas of how to do it. So they, they shoehorn them in and then sort of like either forgot about them or went, actually, these aren't too good, but let's not bother changing what we've already done. And yeah, it just feels like it, I guess it is exactly what it is. It's a very small group of people. I think it's primarily one person mm, with yeah. some support from a few other people here and there. And they've made a relatively slapdash game, if that makes sense. I don't want to mm. make it sound like I'm really ragged on the game because I'm not. It is a fun game and I enjoyed it a lot. But the gameplay is certainly not the strong suit. And you can tell it wasn't created by a game designer. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. It's interesting though, one area where the presentation does shine is the music 100 um, percent, yeah absolutely you know so this is definitely a game with some some really strong music there's clearly some great composers and composition behind it you know which is definitely where the you know if you had a uh, if you had a whole a whole uh pie chart for like presentation you know mm. in this game then like a massive slice of the good bit is the is the music for sure well the, the music isn't just good but it also accentuates the mood very well as mm. well a lot of the times like it's very much front and center of how you're supposed to be feeling and and making yeah. the story kind of feel more compelling so yeah. it's a it is a genuinely big part of the experience it's not like it's not like oh listen to the music and figure something out but the music just plays alongside the story yeah. unfolding and it feels like it's one and the same yeah in the same way that like a film score you know is sort yeah. of like following the story the only issue i do have with the music well there's two small issues actually the the first small one is that i feel like it's not as good quality as it probably should be for 2011 yeah and later on as well like at the end of the game i unlock on the switch you unlock the music jukebox so you can play, oh, right, the, okay, play yeah. the music and I started to listen to it and I was like, this is even worse than the game. Yeah. Like it actually was compressed even more oh, in the wow. jukebox. I was like, this is like about, I don't know, it sounds like about, like you could hear, it was very easy to hear the visual artifacts of the compression. Yeah. Um, which again, on I wonder if maybe they lost the originals because, maybe you know, there's really no reason on Switch to have low quality music because it's a download. So <laughs> the, 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 the PC version... It, it was not that it's bad necessarily but it's like it's like listening to a ps1 yeah. set of music like on a disc where it's been compressed down to like midi form or something similar to try and compress it down but like you said there's no need for that on a pc or a switch right no. so it just feels like if you're going to compose the music because the music itself is very good yeah but the quality of the files for the music just seems kind of low weirdly mm yeah it feels like it needs a remaster um, it does because you know. it's really interesting because there's the the main sort of like theme song which is sung right i then proceeded to listen to some covers of that like by some youtubers i follow that do sort of like game and anime mm. covers and stuff like that and their version is like chalk and cheese it's so much better yeah even though it's like a remake sort of thing like yeah it just feels like maybe everything was done on very like low-end equipment mm. i guess 
I don't want to rag on it because it is a bit of a passion project and it's a really good game, but I don't know, it just could have been a bit better in that way as well. Yeah, agreed. There was another, because, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I sound like I'm ragging on it as well. There's sort of just things that, like, it's, it, it's kind of like, I guess, you almost, you want it to have better yeah. presentation because... 100%. You, because of the fact that the story and everything else about it is so good. It's very um, strong, yeah. You just, like, it could be so much better if you just did this. And even in this, like, 2011 was a very different time for indie games compared to 2020, right? Mm. And... So even in this day and age where we have a lot of very creative indie games, it still stands up as sort of like tackling interesting themes, telling an interesting story. You know, I wrote, I think we've talked before, right, about how like stories in video games are like, you can have a good story in a video game, but generally speaking, that means it's like kind of an average story because yeah. like films and and books just have so much more nuance and developed yeah, plot generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is an example of where a game, like it has a good story, even for like for stories as a whole, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, and like the twists are good. I'm, I'm going to avoid spoiling anything, but for a, even for a video game, or even not for a video game, if that makes sense, like the twists are good. Like the twists would be good if it was a film or a Yeah, book. I mean, there, uh, there is actually an animated film sort of in the works, mm, as it were. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it will come to fruition is another thing, but this could definitely be a, a good anime film. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other small quibble I had with the music, and, and maybe you don't agree with this one, because I think this one's less of a technical problem, more of a taste thing. Sometimes the music felt oddly out of place right so there was a few scenes i remember specifically there i was playing and the music was just too dramatic for what was going on Mm. and it almost felt anticlimactic like there was like this really kind of sense of foreboding was about to happen or this like sense of like oh you're gonna get double crossed or something's not quite right and then nothing would really happen and then it would go back to being a normal score of music and Sometimes the, the choice of tracks just didn't quite fit the mood of the scene. Yeah, I actually wrote one of my early notes was that it sometimes feels quite creepy pasta. Yes, um, absolutely. And I could never quite tell if it, and it was wasn't meant though to. supposed to. Be. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to be because the story never goes down that route. Really, like it hinted at it a couple of times. There's a few red herrings in the story. I feel. Yeah. But and the music seems to try and push that to the forefront, but then nothing comes from it. So it doesn't feel like it's trying to be creepypasta. That's a good description. I like that a lot. But the music makes you think like it's trying to be. Yeah, I always, I always think the visuals also made it feel more creepypasta as well. Because it's like, it feels like, it's like bad visuals. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and sort of kind of janky gameplay and presentation is like a story about some like broken game or like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. It just had that kind of feel that's like, it's like trying to be a bit weird and trying yes. to be a bit broken. Like, yeah, there was definitely a couple of moments where I was like, what is, what actually is this? Is this game about to turn into a horror game? And yeah, I didn't, a little bit, and like, bit Doki Doki style. And yeah, and like, and like Tony's not told me that that's actually what it is. <laughs> and you think it's going to be really cute, but actually it turns really twisted. <laughs> but that didn't really happen. But no, it doesn't. It stays quote unquote cute as it were for the whole time. Like it, it focuses on some fairly heavy adult yeah, issues. Definitely. Like it doesn't shy away from actual serious topics. Hmm. Um, not like depressingly bad topics, but like, you know, topics that people have to deal with and, and real yeah. quote unquote shit as it were. And I guess that's another, like, again, like good for a story full stop is that all of the characters are very, 
almost yeah i'd say all of the characters have a lot have lots of flaws yeah. like they're ve- they all feel very human they're not just basic tropes of characters yeah, exactly exactly that's you're exactly right that there's not really any you think that there might be hints of tropes but there actually aren't and none of, and everyone is revealed to have every story is revealed to have some nuance to it mm. um not quite as much as i would have liked i would have liked a little bit more depth but then you, it's difficult in a four-hour game to, yeah, to get that it, you know I, I feel like some of the game could have just been done with making longer ex- taking more time i also think it would have been nice to maybe experience it and i know from a storytelling point of view it's not possible because the idea that it's supposed to be the one man's memory rather than other people's memories but mm. it would have been nice to have followed the events of other people's lives like some of the mm. other main characters within the story i definitely like it was one of those games that afterwards when i got to the end i then went on the web and looked at like fan discussions of the story and stuff like that because i was like i want to know if i've missed anything or if there's like yeah you know i'm always and tony laughs at me a little bit but like i you know i think i've said before you know i'm a big fan of sort of indie games that have like a bit of a a bit of a moral or a bit of a like theme and stuff like that and actually there make sure that you picked up on that there isn't a yeah but the, and it's not as much as as other indie games like i was kind of maybe looking for more than there was not in a bad mm. way but i mean like i think i was looking too hard for yeah for like nuance and a kind of like a fable in this story but there was still quite a bit you know in the sense that like because the characters were all very flawed that sort of adds quite a lot of depth to the the story and sort of like yeah, like when you actually think about some of the events that happen and you're like, uh-huh, yeah, that's actually quite, there's a lot of depth and kind of interesting stuff there. Speaking of the the sort of story and the characters, one of the things that I really want to praise the game for is how concise it is all the time. Because although there is a few moments where I wish there could have been more and I wanted to see more of certain characters or more of certain events play out, the game absolutely has zero filler. Like yes, it's not, that's true, actually. It's not padded out unnecessarily in any way at all. It's very quick-paced. Obviously, that comes from being a fairly short four-hour game, but at no point does it feel like you're just going through the motions. You, there's always new events unfolding, that's which true. is really good. That's true. Um, I never felt like, okay, this is a perfect spot to put it down. There was, there was no good break spot, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is a bad thing in most video games because you <laughs> want to be able to stop playing. But when it's short like this, I, I think I stopped playing pretty much bang on halfway through um, when you first sort of like finish your initial sort of like exploration through the memories um and then i finished it from there but there isn't otherwise like an obvious spot where this is the end of this bit and we're going to dick around for a while until we go to the next bit that's true yes that's true it does it is just almost you know if it was slightly shorter you could almost experience it in one sitting and it would feel like a continuous sitting you know it wouldn't feel like there's like this you just binged it yeah yeah that's a good point it's definitely something that you know, my sort of overall thought is that it's it's so short, it's so easy to to get and play in one way or another. You know, it's mm. on mobile, it's on Switch, it's on PC. That you should not. This is not something to miss. You know, this is like a this is like a definitely one to play because you. It's very additive to play it, right? Like it's like there's no there's really no like you say there's no filler. You don't feel like you're wasting your time playing it, yeah. it at any point. And so it's actually four hours of of like a good experience yes, that you should it's just a good experience. story, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't think that story is for everyone, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I can see there being quite a lot of people that don't 
gel well with this type of story. Mm. I don't really want to say too much more than that. Like, it, it's a pretty emotional story, put it that yeah. way. Like, it's not high action. It's not like oh, your no, barrel of yeah. laugh, you know. It, but it Definitely also can't. isn't, like, mega depressing or super philosophical either. It's just a nice sort of, like heartwarming slash wrenching story yeah agreed um and if you like that sort of thing and, and you enjoy well created characters i think yes. they are well created i feel like definitely even though they're only like little little pixel sprites yeah you know and it's only a four hour game they are the you i feel like i know those characters quite yes, well now. definitely so if any of that sort of like goes along with how you like to experience stories and especially stories within video games, it's definitely worth picking up. And like you say, it's not like you have to trudge through it. It's not a long experience. But no. <laughs> it is a memorable experience that I certainly won't forget. Definitely. Me too. Yeah. It was very good. One of the other small nitpicks that I did have about the story... <laughs> Just because I think it, these things stand out because otherwise it's really good. So they stand out like a sore thumb, essentially, is sometimes I felt a bit like the music was a bit like weirdly placed in terms. Some of the comic relief was a bit weirdly placed as well. Mm. So I think that the, com- the comic relief within the game is actually really necessary in places because it can get a little bit. Oh, wow. OK. Um, mm. And sometimes that, like the the sort of comedy banter between the two colleagues of Ava and Neil is quite good but other times it's a little bit out of place and doesn't quite fit the tone at the time well that's interesting because i actually noted that down as as an interesting point and sort of i felt like that that was quite that was quite purposeful mm. in that because for neil and eva it's like their job this is right? their job yeah. and so they spend the whole you're right like they're very kind of like flippant and it's it i found it really interesting how I felt about the story that was unfolding and how Eva and Neil feel about the story mm. that's unfolding because it's completely different because they do it all the time and it's their job yes. and they're like, no, whatever, let's go, you know, and you get a little bit of it from Eva, but not really from, but none at all ever really from Neil. And like, yeah, like I found that really interesting because I was like, huh, I'm experiencing this different to how you're experiencing, like the characters are experiencing yeah. it. It's kind of like, because it's about going through memories and like the character you're playing as is a bystander. It's not like you're playing the memories, right? You're not playing the, the yeah. main characters. You aren't the character you're, within it, them. Yeah. yeah. You're just and so it. that makes it really interesting because you've got like two viewpoints. There's your own viewpoint personally as you're watching the story unfold. And there's the viewpoint of these very like, you know, let's just get it done. Oh, Jaded, I can't yeah. believe we've had to do an all nighter for this, like characters. And so there is a lot of like weird, like, comic relief that doesn't seem to fit but i quite like that as like the extra mm. depth of like you know huh they're like a bit flawed and this whole process is a bit flawed and sort of got you thinking about that about like wow this is their this is their job to do this and they're like desensitized to what's going on in this story but i'm not <laughs> like and yeah. so you sort of you almost feel a bit conflicted it's a cool juxtaposition with yeah yeah it, it does make them feel more real as well yes exactly um, it, like you say it does make it feel like this is part of a real world because they even reference at the end of the game that they have to go and do another yeah like another job basically straight away so even though for us this is the end of a pretty emotional roller coaster for them it's just the end of another day yeah exactly Um, it's like wow that's so that's really interesting like and they they do manage to bake in a little bit of like an overarching plot with these two characters as well they do like they mention some of the things that but you know about past experiences that they have and they also sort of reference some problems that they are having and and i assume that that then follows up in the sequel games Mm. Uh, i don't know i haven't played them yet but i probably will actually Mm. um if they're as short and as enjoyable as as this one was i probably will pick up the sequels Mm. so i think that's that was done very well like you can tell that the strength of this 
beyond everything else is the storytelling yeah absolutely uh, and the dialogue because it, it does it grabs you and it, it makes you care and i feel like even though it has some pro- problems in you know its gameplay areas and some of the graphics are pro- problematic in places the story alone is enough like you've mentioned earlier that once you get into it you sort of stop caring about those things and yeah. you just sort of get on with it and enjoy the story absolutely um yeah definitely recommended from me maybe don't play it on switch <laughs> i don't know I it don't... sounds like weirdly enough like I, we haven't played it on mobile but i think the mobile version is probably identical to the switch version mm. it sounds like the best version is probably still the original on pc yeah i think so i think um, i think like i think it was pounds i don't think it was very expensive on pc yeah it wasn't expensive on switch either to be yeah fair. it's only 6.99 on steam by default uh and i'm pretty sure that you could pick it up for like half price or whatever during one of many many steam sales oh yeah i mean it's if you if you've ever bought stuff from humble bundle it's probably in your humble bundle already yeah <laughs> absolutely in fact i have six friends on steam that says they own this game you being one of them in fact <laughs> oh there we go um and you know you just get it know. random exactly yeah it's just part of so many humble i bought it again on switch i didn't really need to did i because <laughs> no, i'm not didn't. even traveling at the moment i could have just played it on you pc you anyway. played on pc it was, te- it was 10 pounds 80 on switch um yeah so yeah it's not but a lot it's one of those where it's, it's always going to be on sale because it's just going to sit there forever and that's no bad thing necessarily yeah so as a result of it yeah it's definitely recommended playing it's really enjoyable game i'm glad that it was recommended to us by tony mm. uh, i'd never heard of it before in fairness like it's it's quote unquote relatively old you know 2011 is is old by game standards yeah so the fact that i had never even heard of it was was pretty cool and i was not expecting the game that i got but Mm. i enjoyed what i did nice yeah if you have any suggestions listener for games that we should play in game club then do let us know Uh, otherwise we'll have to pick one ourselves or get tony to pick another one for us yeah um you can send us an email show at octal.fm or facebook facebook.com forward slash octal.fm or Twitter, twitter.com forward slash octalfm. I just got more and more high pitched as I did that. You did. That's quite um, impressive. Well done. And yeah, don't forget also to give us a star or a subscribe or a like or whatever, whatever you're doing on your podcast apps that you can do. T- tell your friends about us, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's very, it's very much appreciated. See, the more people that we get to listen to, the more that we can really aim for the moon. And even if we fail, we'll land between the stars. <laughs> very good. In the meantime, <laughs> I've been Gelada. And I've been Sefran. And catch us again for another episode of Oxal FM very soon.